Hi, I'm Danielle. I do too much. I like hair, talking, cosplay, music, art, and stuff. Hey. Hello and welcome to Tuesday Talks with Star Puppy Working Title Episode 4. But before we get into it, make sure you like and subscribe. I upload these Tuesday Talks on Tuesday at 3 or 4 Eastern Standard Time. We're deciding right now. It's only episode 4. Give me some time. I also upload hair content for my afro on Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's definitely going to be 2. Been very consistent in that. I'm trying something new right now. I don't really have any prompts written down. I'm going to see how straight off the dome works, and if y'all are enjoying it, if I'm enjoying it, it's kind of like an experimental phase right now in the podcast. So I was reflecting with my brother. He's actually my cousin, but we're very close. If you'd like to see some really awesome D and D art, follow him here on Instagram. <laughs> And in a previous podcast, I actually mentioned this. We came to the conclusion that as you grow, some of your interests will stay with you. Sometimes it's not just a phase, mom. Mom, I'm not talking to you if you're watching. It's just a phrase. <laughs> it's just a phrase, mom. She never said, she never said that to me. <laughs> what really brought this to my mind was my seemingly undying love of animation. It's not stopping, it's only gaining momentum. I don't remember a time I didn't love animation in some form. The forms have kind of shifted, ebbed, flowed, and grown with me, but for my entire existence I have been into animated features, shorts, comics, um, sequential design in general, 2D art, it just everything, 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 cartoons, animation, manga, anime, manhwa, everything I could get my little mitts on, I'm going to consume. Consume. And so I expected, or I was told, not by anyone in my family, but by, you know, jerks at school and, you know, strangers and like, Super, super, super extended family. My family is actually very supportive. It's awesome. I expected at some point to fall out of love with animation, video games, anime, and manga in particular at a certain point in my life because I had been told so many times that it wouldn't last, that it was just a part of my childhood whimsy and that eventually um, it would give way to more adult hobbies and interests and here i am an all the way adult is only gaining steam <laughs> so i was rocking with kipo in the age of the wonder beast yesterday and i was like this rocks and i can't wait till i get my work done tomorrow so i can watch the rest of it and i really started i really started to reflect on that like Hey, so this is not going away. Why is that? Why why is this still interesting to me? Of course, there's a lot of reasons, and let's talk about it. And you can apply this to many passions and hobbies, but I find that a lot of adults are into particularly anime. Okay, animation has gotten really good. 
if anime in particular still looked like how it did when I was introduced to it, I'm not sure that I would still be into it. If y'all have watched, I don't even, oh, like Persona 5, the animation, or Boku no Hero Academia, and I know a lot of y'all are into, oh gosh, what's it called? Oh lord, what's it called with the little sister with the squirrel in her mouth because she's a demon? Demon Slayer! Demon Slayer! I know a lot of y'all are into that. I'm personally more into the Hunter Hunter side of things. And... <gasps> Shingeki no Kyojin. Attack on Titan. Oh, I got there. I got there. Okay. Why everything looks so good now? I remember... Uh, I remember watching an episode of K several years ago with my friend and we noticed the jump in quality in anime and we were like, oh my gosh, this giant sword stabbed through the middle of the city because anime. And we were like, that was a really detailed sequence. Is that sword going to move? If it does, anime has now reached its height. I don't know how it's zenith, it's peak. So that's one of the reasons animation and anime in particular have grown up with me. I mean, I certainly wasn't there at the start of animation, but I've certainly been into it for long enough to see it really grow and change and get the financial backing. It really deserves to be able to tell this beautiful story in in, uh, more fluidity, shall we say. But another reason I don't think I was ever really primed to leave this passion is the voice acting. In general, in animation, I've been fascinated since I was a child with the art and craft of voice acting. I think it's, I've always thought it was so amazing in in my youth, in my childhood, I would always, always, always look at the behind the scenes. Particularly, I remember scouring over and over and over again. I fell in love with the process of animation. The creative process as a team for film, television, and animation, and now for online content creation, has always fascinated me. And, I mean, it... it, what did I expect? I, as a child, was watching a bunch of adults really live their passions and bring all of this creative light and extreme labors of love as a oiled unit, as a huge machine to bring this beautiful product to life. Not for me, because animation was only a phase. It's not like these actual adults still love animation and that's who makes animation. Yet that, you know, in hindsight, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I was literally watching passionate adults make what was considered something for children because I, bright colors, I guess. I never thought it was just for kids. I never did, even as a child. So the craft of it has always fascinated me and as i've gotten older and i've received access to more resources i've only learned more about it and i've only fallen deeper in love that's it another thing i just love about animation is the voice acting it's just i've always been so intrigued and 
I've always had a love for the craft of voice acting. It's bringing a character to life, bringing your own voice and experiences and inflection. It's it's amazing. I also study language a lot. <laughs> I minored in linguistics in college. And so just the tonal shifts, the way people use their instruments as a conduit, it's, it's real deep for me. It's deep for me. <laughs> I looked up to traditional celebrities, but I also looked up to character designers and sequential artists, uh, particularly cover artists and voice actors. I've never lost my respect for voice acting. In fact, my respect grew into passion and I too pursued it and I am a professional voice actor. I just don't know how to incorporate that into this channel <laughs> in which I've been much more vocal, <laughs> pun intended, about my hair content and my 20s and advice column, essentially, this podcast in particular. I mean, if you have ideas of how to best introduce that on my channel, I mean, shoot. Like, in the comments, shoot. I'm not mad at that. Let's get it done. Another thing that has kept me in the animation sphere is the storytelling. I find that going back and watching the stories that I've previously enjoyed and consumed, not only did I like them then, but I have gone back and consumed them again as an adult through an adult lens. And boy oh boy, were the writers popping off. Oh, fruits basket, fruits basket. I keep live texting my best friend. Fruits Basket hits different. It hits different. And it's not that it actually is hitting a different way, is that I am a different person now. <laughs> and I get it. I understand it more. And it's a story about deep familial trauma. I can't really relate, but from a narrative standpoint, what an incredible story amazing i love it the story that is i already knew that there are other narratives that i've always loved and the older i get the more the more inclined i am to revisit these properties i have read the same book every five years for my entire life to see how I grow and change. It was an experiment I started when I was 10. Animation is the same way. Not only does it hold nostalgia for me, it also offers me something new every time I come back to it. What a beautiful experience. And just because it's animated doesn't discredit its ability to do that. It's just like watching a movie, your favorite movie from childhood, whether it's I don't know, Harry Potter, I guess. I wasn't allowed to read it. I have no emotional connection to that property. Sorry. Every time you go back, you'll actually be given something more. Oh, wait. The Harry Potter franchise is kind of in hot water. Well, again, I have no connection to it, so don't get mad at me. I'd like to incorporate that more, more animation and animation critique and reviewing and just reliving these things. I have such a passion for these things. Depending on how well this video does, I might consider doing some bonus content, perhaps on a Thursday, perhaps, something like that. 
I, j- I just want to see how far I can push this channel. <laughs> because I really am Danielle, and I really do too much, and I'm very passionate about these things. I'd like to share them with you. Anyway, another reason animation just like won't let me go is that, yeah, the nostalgia factor is through the roof. I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but I think it's important for that to be its own bullet point. Animation hits me right at my core. I think there are certain things um, we learned at a certain point in our developmental years. And friendship, the importance of friendship, uh, my emerging romantic interest was, was definitely... It grew, but the first inkling of, hmm, definitely some kind of Disney romantical situation (laughs) was happening and I was intrigued. And because those things are so integral in my adolescence and my development and my emotional ties, nostalgic ties, animation has a very, very, very special place in my heart. And so I'm like, I'm not gonna go anywhere. I can't, I can't leave. I don't want to leave. So there's that. The nostalgia is definitely a factor. I'm not going to deny that. Now, as far as animations, as it pertains to video games, video games just keep evolving and I have no choice but to see what's going to go down next. I watched all of the cutscenes of The Last of Us 2. No spoilers, but I watched 10 hours of a game I don't own. I didn't press one button, but I I needed to know what this story was about. I care about these characters because I also watched The Last of Us 1. Oh, the cutscenes. The storytelling in video games and animation is just as powerful as in traditional live action media. And that's on, that's on, that's on period. (laughs) That's just my truth. It's an opinion, but it's my truth. And the way that video games and animation and things of the like just keep evolving. I, it's, okay, calm down, tranquila. Okay, Last of Us 2 is like an incredible season of a show that you live through in real time. And it's actually an exercise in art that transcends the typical viewer-medium relationship. It's not just, I care about these characters and I've watched their lives And I just want them to be okay. Why is life so difficult for them? What will happen to them? Why is this happening to them? It goes beyond that relationship, which is very powerful in and of itself. And it allows you, and sometimes forces you, to feel the character's pain, terror, loss, joy, humanity. Because it's you. You're walking around. You're beating stuff with a stick. You're running from the thing. I think we all know, if you've played the game, I think we both know what the thing is. (laughs) It haunts my dreams. 
you make the decisions, you say these words, you prompt these things, you think about what you want to say. I mean, the dialogue is limited, but still, you have to think about what you're going to say and the possible impact it will. You make that decision, and in a lot of cases, it actually has palpable repercussions. That is amazing. That amazes me, and it always has. And it, as I get older, so do video games. And the more sophisticated and nuanced these stories become, and I don't want... Why would I leave that? <laughs> Why would I do such a thing? That's amazing. <laughs> I would like to say my tastes have become more refined and I have literally less time and I have literally less emotional patience and regular patience. I'll explain. So for me, one of... Actually, I think the first PlayStation game it was on the PS2, and it was Kingdom Hearts 1. That was my first game. That was my first game. My dad bought it for me. Love you, Dad. Thank you. That was the first time a narrative video game experience was introduced to me, and not only that, it was my game. And so in my immediate family... I'm the person who's most interested in games, so it, it really was a solo experience. It felt very personal. I was so invested in Sora and his journey. Like I said, the video game and animation industry was maturing and, and catering to a more adult audience who could understand and appreciate nuance. And so Kingdom Hearts just going off the narrative rails like that, it hurt my feelings. It really did hurt my feelings. But the animation was still fire. The animation was still fire flames. The combat systems only got more fun. The, oh my gosh, the particle effects especially in Kingdom Hearts 3, are just so, oh my god, I'm so ravenous for them. The, no spoilers, <laughs> the options one has in battle are deliciously varied. I literally feel like I'm at a buffet. It was the best part of the game. Just fighting things. Just fighting. Maybe it's because I wanted to fight the game too. <laughs> Google, how do I fight a franchise? <laughs> there were certain parts of it that kept me coming back. I, I care about these characters, although the, narr the, the narrative it completely... It, I understand that some people still appreciate the narrative. I am not in that population. Simple stories, to me, are some of the most powerful there is nuance within simplicity, but this is just, oh my gosh. And as soon, oh, as soon as the time travel mechanic, I knew, I, I knew, I knew, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to believe. Other than the narrative, the game is incredible. Haley Joel Osment still being able to pull off a teenage voice as a grown man is something he needs to be high-fived constantly for, forever. The voice portrayals in particular were just so charming 
Kingdom Hearts has so much charm, you know, and that, that continued to be untouched. But even within that game, there were still wonderful things about it. Seeing my husband, Axel, and my other husband, Xemnas. <laughs> Ooh, and Paul St. Peter. Yeah, I'm pretty biased. He's Xemnas, so... Like, the heavy drama he brought to Xemnas is just, he's having a great time, and you can tell. Let's keep this conversation going. Let me know in the comments. And thank you so much for listening. Please rate this podcast so we can continue climbing ever forward. And I've really appreciated this time. Please subscribe and like this video if you're watching on YouTube. I upload these Tuesday Talks on Tuesday. Duh. at 3.30 or 4 p.m. We're seeing what's going on, Eastern Standard Time. And I also make hair content for Afro Textured Hair on Saturdays with Star Puppy. That's at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This has been Danielle, your resident weirdo Star Puppy signing out. Say it with me now, Star Puppy. Away. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe if you enjoyed the video.